You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey, sister. Welcome to episode 20 of Rooted Feminine. I am so excited because today is a birthday. Not my birthday, but it is a birthday because the Sacred Living Summit is officially live today. If you have not registered and saved your spot, we have 27 presentations, including myself. And I've talked on there a couple of times. So it's more like 30, 31 presentations, helping you bring your sacredness to your every single day, How helping you recognize and be intentional and present in regular mundane moments so that your magic can come through. And I have enjoyed putting this together more than any event that I've ever done. And it's officially through the birth canal, through the portal, it is living and it is live today. You can head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash sacred to register if you haven't done so already. 
there are incredible women. There are medicine women. There are indigenous healers. We have over five countries represented, multiple ethnicities, multiple cultural backgrounds, multiple age ranges. We have maiden wisdom all the way through crone wisdom showing up on this event. And I just said this, but it has been by far my favorite thing I've done. And I've been in business a long time, almost a decade. (laughs) I'm thinking like, how long? I've been in in business almost a decade now. And this is my favorite thing I've ever done. It's just so potent and it's so powerful. So if you want to hear all of those interviews, we have um, women talking about menstrual cycle wisdom. We have women talking about ruins and sigils and symbols. We have straight up like witches talking about how you can use witchcraft in your every single day. And we have intuitive energy healers and Reiki masters. And oh my gosh, there's just anything you can think of needing help on your spiritual path. It is represented in this event. And today, as you can imagine, just me talking about that, it is it's an undertaking to put an event like this together. And so I want to share with you how I balanced my masculine and my feminine energy throughout this entire planning process. Even though we are rooted feminine and we are really working on reclaiming, restoring, reconnecting, rebuilding our feminine, we don't hate the masculine around here. We don't hate the masculine in men. We don't hate the masculine in other beings, other women, and we don't hate the masculine in ourselves. What we are working to get break free on break free of is toxic masculinity, right? Toxic patriarchy. We're not a fan of that. But sacred masculine and masculine energy, we're all for that. And we're going to find it in our relationships in our friendships, and we're also going to find it in ourselves. You're, you might be hearing a lot about sacred union right now. And people are, when you're learning about masculine and feminine, a lot of people are talking about sacred union, and a lot of people are talking about it in um, regards to you and a romantic partnership. But you have sacred union in yourself. And I'll share that I wasn't in perfect sacred union the whole time of planning this event by by far. And I want to break that down for you. But ultimately, if we do have sacred union within ourselves, we are are unionizing. We are coming together in unity with our own masculine and with our own feminine. And to be able to do that, we first have to even have an awareness of when we're in our masculine and when we're in our feminine. And then we have to be able to like consciously call on those and consciously curate and cultivate those energies within ourselves. And then when you get past that, then we arrive at the sacred union where it's natural and easy and blissful and all of that. Like I said, I was not in sacred union, probably hardly at all during this planning period, but I did consciously utilize the energies when I needed them and when they served me. And I'm going to also talk about how I really had to like consciously call in my feminine because it, I am one of those beings and you're might be listening here too. This might resonate with you as you might be somebody who is falls into masculine very easily. We've been conditioned for that. We've been conditioned to go. We've been conditioned to achieve all the goals and being raised that way, being taught that way is one thing, but also having a natural propensity 
having a little bit more masculine in your polarity naturally, which I do, means that I have to intentionally really call on my feminine, especially when I'm doing like an undertaking like this. And if you are a business owner and entrepreneur like I am, there are going to be events in your life uh, or in your business that are similar to this. You might not put together a summit or a bundle, but you might be doing some collaborations with other people in your business. So this is really pertinent to that. But even if you're not a business owner, there are other undertakings that are similar to this. Planning a wedding, any kind of event like that, a family reunion, a work or a corporate event is going to be similar to this. But there's other things like moving. Moving is a very logistical task-oriented thing that's going to have us in our fem- or our masculine a lot, right? So how do you balance your masculine and feminine energies in in any kind of undertaking, not just a business event or not just a work event, but a life event as well? So hopefully as I'm talking through this and sharing how I did this consciously, this can inspire you as well to start being intentional and present. Those are the two themes that are really coming out in the Sacred Living Summit, to start being intentional and present. And again, if you haven't registered for the summit that I'm talking about, how I planned it all, you can absolutely still do that today over at rootedfeminine.com slash sacred. All month long, we've been playing with this idea of the modern mystic. That's really who this summit is designed to serve. So that modern mystic is somebody who recognizes the ancientness of their power, recognizes that primordial feminine, like this feminine magic, this feminine energy has existed since the beginning of time, since before time. It is the birth of all creation, right? It is birth. It is existence. It is creation itself. So you know that. You know that you're magical, you're powerful, but you also live in 2023 in this post-pandemic world where it's like everything has gone batshit crazy, right? And so how do we maintain a connection to our magic and live in this modern life? And that's what this summit has been designed to help you do. And In the planning process of that, I've really come, had this whole like meta parallel process experience because I have been really having to do that. (laughs) How do I retain sacredness? How do I make this magical when I'm sitting at this computer a long time and I'm sending a lot of emails and I'm doing a lot of logistics and task oriented things? How do I make those sacred? So being a modern mystic's means that you're going to have periods of your life that are more demanding. That's just the truth of it. We know that everything is a cycle. Everything has a season. And you might have not only a spring, summer, fall, and winter, but you might have a busy season at work, busy season at life. You've got in my family, like the month of June, everybody's birthday is in June, including mine. So it's that's just a natural, busy lifetime. You might have kids in sports or 4-H or other like activities that they participate in that have a busy season, a playoff season or a dance season or something like that. So we can really lean into these times. And during these periods, they're going to be more demanding of our time, of course, more demanding of our energy, of course, more demanding of our presence. Are you just going through the motions or are you present? That's something we've been talking about. That is sacred. Presence is sacred. And also just more demanding of your capacity. 
And so I want to break down the difference between energy and capacity really quickly because energy, I think of a gas tank in your car, right? The capacity is how many gallons it holds. And then the energy is the gas. So your gas tank might be all the way full at like 20 gallons, just making up numbers, but whatever. So you have a 20 gallon capacity and it is full at 20 gallons of gas. You might have half a tank. So you've got a 20 gallon capacity, but you only have 10 gallons of energy, 10 gallons of gas. Or you might be on E where you've got like a 20 gallon tank, but you have two gallons in the tank, right? So demanding of your capacity too, because you might only be able to hold 20 gallons right now, but you might be in a stage of life that's saying, no, I need you to hold 40 gallons. I need you to hold 50 gallons. So there's a difference between capacity and energy, right? So these times running a business, raising kids, maintaining relationships and friendships, are we just... Forgetting about our partners during these times. Sometimes I am, right? Sometimes he gets the shaft a little bit. Friendships, a lot of times, especially as a business owner, but again, there's these busy times regardless of your lifestyle. But our friends are like, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. You okay? All of these other things, these baseline things still exist. We still have to feed our children or feed ourselves, right? We still have to have conversation with our partner or our friends. We still have to water the plants. We still have to feed the dog or the cat, right? All of that still exists. And then on top of that, we are piling on some sort of project, right? And so it's no wonder that like during these times, A lot can happen for our spirituality. A lot can happen for our feminine energy and for our masculine energy. And I think I'm speaking, this is a behind the scenes episode. So I'm sharing like my experience, but I'm hoping that you're resonating with all of this because during these times, like I can feel disconnected from my spiritual self. When I am overwhelmed with mundane tasks, It's not as easy for me to just drop in and be like, get visions or drop in and be like, oh, my intuition says I should do this. And again, that's the point of the summit is how do we still maintain that connection during these busy times, right? And then I wrote down here on the outline, like disconnect from our soul's path. A lot of times, like we're operating from a place of why. Why did you start your business? Why did you choose to have kids? Like, why did you choose that job? So there's a purpose or a dharma or a soul's path, reason, purpose behind the decisions that we make, or we hope there is, right? But when you're really busy, it's like all that goes out the window and you're like, why did I do this? Why did I do the summit? Why did I get 26, 27 women together and like, sometimes feel like I'm hurting cats trying to get everybody in the same place at the same time and all that. Like, why did I do this? Oh yeah. Because my dharma is to empower women spiritually and help women reconnect with their magic. Right. But when you're overwhelmed and when you're busy, it's very easy to disconnect from that dharma. It's very easy to forget that soul led why. We also in these times can tend to fall back into familiar patterns right? And I also wrote fall back into conditioned patterns. And I want to tease that apart a little bit too, because some of our patterns are born in us and are innate. Hey, sister, I've got a question. 
How many times in the past few days have you lost your shit at your kids or your partner, been tempted to flip someone off in traffic, felt meh about your to-do list, or sensed a disconnect from your body when you looked in the mirror? Basically, how often have you been stressed or simply going through the motions? This is the feeling we get when our feminine magic is slipping through our fingers, when we can sense our power but not quite grasp it. You might think that the answer is to run off to some spiritual retreat, to remove yourself from the triggers of everyday life, and to fully immerse yourself in divine energy. But what happens when you get back home? When you're right back in the thick of your life and your business? See, we are modern mystics, but we are not monks. We feel our spiritual best when we're communing with our ancestors at the grocery store, when we're listening to our womb wisdom at the doctor's office, when we're advocating with heart unconditional love at the parent-teacher conference, and when we're calling in our soul contracts while we make our money. We do not need to run away from the everyday stressors in our lives. What we need is to saturate them with sacredness which is why I am so excited to invite you to my upcoming Sacred Living Audio Summit. I've gathered more than 20 of my closest friends to bring you some no-shit, wise woman advice on how to make even the most mundane moments of your everyday life feel magical. Beginning October 2nd, you'll get access to our private podcast feed where you'll find exclusive interviews with the most powerful women I know. It's going to be full of divine downloads and wisdom to help you embody your feminine path. So if you're ready to start living your most magical life yet, head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash sacred to join us for this exclusive event. There are souls imprint. There are our karma that we need to work through on this incarnation, right? In this lifetime. But There's also patterns that are conditioned that were raised through our family of origins to follow that were raised or conditioned through society to follow. And because you're listening to this, I imagine that you are a cycle breaker, that you are a pattern disruptor in your own life and probably in your family. But in times of stress, in times of these demanding undertakings, it's very easy to fall back into these patterns, either the patterns that we created for ourselves or our soul patterns or our karmic patterns or these conditioned patterns. So some ways that this showed up for me during the summit, like I really, for a few weeks felt like all of my practice was very hard. And I felt like all of my practice was going through the motions. I would sit at my altar, I would sit in my meditation and it just felt a little bit like there wasn't an actual connection there. There wasn't an actual spiritual or divine channel that was opening at all. And so I recognized, okay, I'm starting to disconnect from my spiritual self. I'm starting to disconnect from why I do this in the first place. Again, I'm not missing the irony here because I'm planning an event to help women live sacredly every day. And here I am feeling disconnected from my sacredness, right? So I'm not missing that fact. So this is where I really had to consciously, intentionally make some changes for this period of time. 
when you listen to the summit, you'll hear me say in one of the interviews how, wow, I don't normally practice in the middle of the day. I usually practice in the morning, but this was great because I was doing that interview in the afternoon and that presenter led through a healing or led through a a meditation. And it got me like, it really actually is what sparked my connection again is, oh, I need to do things differently in this season. And so I did, I moved my practice around throughout the day instead of just coming and sitting down and just going through the motions and doing a journal and pulling a card and setting up a crystal grid for the day and just doing it. I moved the times around. I started doing some things in the evening. One of my talks on the summit is, is about this, about not just doing a morning routine, but how to be sacred throughout the day. And so I actually started doing this where I brought on more of an evening routine and I moved my practice to the afternoon instead of the morning. I don't think I'll leave it this way because it's not the most convenient, to be honest, for my schedule, but it was what I needed to break this pattern to to do something new, to introduce something that allowed me to be able to drop in. Because if I was just going through routine, I was ending up just going through the motions. I intentionally moved some practice around. I still did the same practices that I normally do in my morning routine, but I moved them to different times of the day. And just that little zhuzh helped me break that energetic block and helped me reconnect. Because I mentioned this earlier, by default, I am going to fall into masculine, partly because that's how I'm wired. I, my masculine is a little bit more easily accessible for me. I am more of a doer naturally and because of my conditioning, because I'm told the harder I work, the more success I'm going to have, right? So all of my awareness is swirling around this. I think when we're not prepared for these large energy drains, we're going to start to see this manifest in our lives, right? For me, it was that irritability. Also, I'm just now mentioning this. You can hear in my voice, I'm still sick. And you can hear in some of the, in some of the summit interviews (laughs) that I was sick. And that was absolutely a response to being too much of my masculine. My body was like, well, if you're not going to intentionally slow down, I'm going to slow you down. When we're not prepared for these energy drains or when we're not consciously addressing these energy drains, these are the things that are going to happen. Physical sickness, irritability, like snapping at kiddos, snapping at loved ones, snapping at friends, snapping at bosses. And then going deeper than that and going back to what I said a moment ago, We lose our connection with Shakti. We lose our connection with our life force because we're just so drained that it's it's all we can do to just get up. It's that burnout. And when we've lost our connection with our life force energy, it's a slippery slope straight to burnout. And for me, as somebody who teaches these things and somebody who's well aware of this, I beat myself up a lot. I'm like, oh my God, you're some feminine energy coach. And here you are like, your feminine isn't easily accessible to you right now. (laughs) So I think that when we're on a spiritual path or in a spiritual practice and we're not as connected or not as tuned in, we'd be like, what's wrong, right? Why am I not as, as lit up or as aligned or as 
high vibe as I normally am. Again, we really need to acknowledge cycles. That is the most feminine thing that we can do. Acknowledge a season, acknowledge a cycle. I am in a season that is demanding of my energy. It is okay if I feel a little more drained and I feel like there's less life force energy in me. Totally normal. And that's, like I said, the most feminine and the most self and soul honoring thing that you can do. I think when you have this awareness, we've talked about awareness on the show a lot, but when you have this awareness and you recognize you're in a demanding season, you can do some things um, ahead of time, right? You can bring some consciousness to it. But even like me, even though I was prepared ahead of time and I still found myself having these old patterns repeat, we can also respond in the moment. Like I said a few episodes ago, the difference between grounding and rooting. A rooted life would be setting these things up intentionally, co-creating and curating the energetic state that you want. That doesn't mean you're not going to still need grounding techniques once in a while. You're not going to still have to respond in the moment. And so I absolutely was rooting and was grounding. So it's about bringing intentionality. So you can schedule things ahead of time and you can schedule, you can change your schedule in the middle, which is what I did, right? You also can compartmentalize things, right? This is my time for this project or this undertaking or whatever. And this is my time to be a partner. And this is my time to be a lover. And this is my time to be a mother. And I know that doesn't really feel like flow, but structure allows flow. And this is an example of our masculine and our feminine. The masculine is the container and the feminine is the flow. So we think, oh, I'm just supposed to be able to flow naturally between these things. I'm supposed to be able to go from business owner to mom and back again so easily. That's my feminine. No, that's really disorganized and that's really immature energy states, right? If you can bring on this structure for the masculine and it doesn't have to be rigid and maybe in this season, it's a little more strict and it's a little more rigid and it can relax over time. But bringing on the masculine here to give yourself, okay, three hours of work time. And then I'm going to be for one hour in my mom energy or my lover energy or whatever, by giving yourself that container, when you're in your mom space, you will flow because you won't be thinking of the 10 emails that you have to take care of because you took care of them in the workspace. So it actually rewards your feminine to give yourself this structure because then you can be completely aligned, completely present for that hour. I honestly set alarms on my phone. I say, okay, loveys, like to my girls, I say, let's go play. We're playing for an hour. When my alarm goes off, I'm going to have to go do this now. And everybody is communicative. Everybody has expectations and everybody's on the same page. And then I can completely dial in for that hour. I can completely flow in that hour, okay? It allows you to be present and have that presence. And this is where that feminine energy comes in because it's feminine openness. You've created that container for yourself for the hour and you can be completely open in that hour. 
you can be completely receptive to the magic of the moment for that hour. And that hour is nourishing. All of those things are the feminine energy and they are allowed to flourish because you set a masculine container, right? So don't be shy of your masculine and don't think the masculine is bad. It can serve you extremely well. Okay. I think to share, I shared a little bit about what I changed and what I did, but when going back to the idea of grounding and rooting, grounding was responding to the stressors or the situation. So when an email came up from a presenter, hey, I didn't get this, or hey, can you resend this to me? I think I lost it or something like that. I could have been like, oh my God, this is terrible. They don't know what they're doing. I already sent this, right? That would be really reactionary. But instead, I want to respond to the situation from an energetic place, from a spiritual place, from an intentional place. And so grounding was necessary in those moments, reacting and responding in a way that was not reactionary, in a way that aligned with my values, in a way that aligned with my soul and my spirit. Those were the grounding techniques that I had to bring on. And then the rooted way, the rooted way would be designing your life in a way that does expand your capacity for the stress and the chaos. And I absolutely did both. I grounded and I rooted throughout this process. So going back to the idea of capacity, remember I said we all have this like 20 gallon tank, but sometimes there's times where we're, we need a 40 gallon tank. We just need more capacity rooting and really working on that consciously and working on that over time allows you to have that capacity that can expand. You can look ahead and say, oh, there's something stressful coming. I'm going to need queen energy for this because I'm going to need to really um, be in command and be in leadership. So you can start working with your queen. You can start cultivating that ahead of time. And so how did I do this? I have that deep personal practice. And like I said, I shifted things around a little bit because I needed to get out of my rut and I needed to get out of my funk, but I still had that deep personal practice that carried me through every day in this. And that's that rootedness. That's that knowing, that self-trust, that taking up space, that sacred sovereignty and believing that I deserve all that I, I want and all that I need. That's that rooted place. But I absolutely brought on extra practices for those grounding techniques, for those responsive techniques that I needed. And so some of those looked like moving the energy. There were a few times where I really needed to do some body-based work. And so I like to do shaking. I learned this process and this, this practice through a woman named Asha Frost, who is on the summit. And she, we talk about these techniques on our interview. So again, if you haven't registered, make sure you do. So you can listen to that one because that interview alone is worth signing up for the summit. But I also found that body-based wasn't getting quite as deep as I needed to move some of this energy. And so I found myself needing some emotional release. And for me, that looked like crying. You might experience this through laughing, through crying, through rage. For me, it was some crying. So I had a really good cry with one of my best friends, Lee Shea McDonough, who is on the summit as well. 
she is teaching us how to make intuitive decisions. And we showed up for our first interview. And instead of interviewing, I cried. (laughs) And I was like, it just came out bawling. And because she is an amazing space holder and just an amazingly magical woman, she said, this is what we need to do today. We will record at a different time. And she just gave me the space and the permission to have that emotional release that I had not had. And then after that, I went and watched some like sappy, sad love story movies and really intentionally curated this cathartic experience for me. My body needed to cry. My soul needed to cry. And so I went and I cried. And moving that energy intentionally, moving that energy consciously, right? This is taking care of yourself in a spiritual place. This is making tears sacred. These were sacred tears because they were present and they were magical and they were cathartic and they were purposeful, right? So what I did on a daily basis is I, again, like I said, I moved my morning routine around and during those early practices or those awakening practices, I asked for expanded capacity. I meditated around expanded capacity I set up crystal grids for expanded capacity. I journaled on expanded capacity, all those things that are normal parts of my practice, but I focused them on capacity. I also used a lot of threshold moments. I talk about these in an earlier episode, but I used thresholds very intentionally for me. So my office is actually outside of my house, so I have to leave my house cross my backyard and then enter my office. And so there's two thresholds there. So when I would leave my house, I would walk through through the threshold and intentionally say, I am shedding the energy of mom and wife, and I am stepping into queen, leader, warrioress, um, doing energy, and I'm stepping into that. And then vice versa, when I would leave my office and cross this threshold, I would shed that energy and walk across the backyard, soak in the sun, do some earthing in there. And then I would walk into my house, cross that threshold and say, I am stepping back into mom and wife energy. So threshold moments were really important for me in this process to help me tune back into my feminine to help me tune back into that energy and to help get back to a place of sacred union where my masculine was doing its job and serving me and my feminine was also doing its job and serving me. And then, like I said, I also brought on some practices in the evening. I don't normally do this, but I'm actually, I think it's something I'm going to continue to do some sort of evening routine. Normally my evening routine is like skincare, (laughs) which is great. Nothing wrong with that. You can make skincare sacred, but I wanted to bring some spirituality, some sacredness, some intention, some presence, some magic into my evening routine as well. And so that's really cool. Again, practices like crystals, practices like journals, meditations, pulling cards, whether they're tarot cards or oracle cards, those are always my go-tos for my practice. But actually ending the day with a little bit of spiritual practice was really important for me. I hope that this has been helpful, me sharing how I actually did this, how I really worked to balance my masculine and feminine and how I called upon the different energies at different times. And even when I recognized that I was out of alignment, the things that I did to bring myself back into alignment. 
if me talking about this is helpful for you, of course, I've been talking about how I did this around the summit. And this is a very meta episode because if you want tips like this, not only for me, but from 26 other presenters on how to make your days more sacred, then you absolutely want to register for the summit. It was birthed today. It is officially born. It is officially in the world, having its little energetic soul and its little energetic spirit. So I would love for you to go ahead and grab your spot. Listen to me and these other amazing magical women share tips just like you heard today. And those are over at rootedfeminine.com slash sacred. So I hope to see you in the summit. And of course, I'll see you back here next week on the show next time in temple space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.